The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. Got my first COVID shot. Nice. Yeah, so that was, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that's pretty nice. And, uh, yeah, just my arms just sore, like, well, we're just getting, like, the flu shot or whatever. But, yeah, like, my neck is sore, so I don't know if I slept weird <laughs> or if that's a, or maybe I'm, like, putting too much on. It's like, oh, it's made my neck, uh sore oh is that what it is i probably just did you get the shot in your neck no (laughs) okay no just my arm (laughs) (laughs) no yeah i got my first one too and yeah i was sore a little bit the next day but no big deal yeah yeah they say it's everybody says it's the second one that's we'll see where's that who knows but like have you noticed like there's like i was out today you can just hear voices everywhere and oh wait no that's uh Mm. Oh, I, I wish that'd be cool. <laughs> Welcome to season seven, episode fifteen of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through every song in the Pearl Jam catalog. I'm your host, Brandon Paloma. Each episode, I go track by track with a guest through every album, soundtrack, single, and B-side to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Welcome back to the Better Band Podcast. This is Brandon today talking with my guest, John Farrar. Hello, John. Hello, Brandon. How are you? I am well. How about you? Fantastic. All right. I, I, uh, I'm here to complete the soldier duology, as it were. Well, there, what about what about Last Kiss? Oh, oh, yes. I was saying there's a last trilogy, though. There is a last trilogy. There's also a soldier duology because we did Soldier of Love. Yes. And now we're doing Last Soldier. So if Pearl Jam could go hurry up and write another song about a soldier, we would be in business. Well, there's Army Reserve. Does that count? Uh, It doesn't have the word soldier in the title, but (laughs) maybe. Uh, anyway, uh, yes, that's it. the 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 cat's out of the bag. We spoiled it. This episode is about Last Soldier, and you probably know because it says in the podcast description and stuff. Anyway, so it's no secret this was released on the Double Two Thousand One Fan Club single. Great single. Mike wrote the music. Ed wrote the lyrics. And um, this uh, this version of it is the one that they performed at Bridge School on October 21st, 2001. And they also played this song the day before on the 20th. And then they've only played it one other time, April 9th, 2004 at the Impact Awards. Right. I was so excited because I listened to every version of this song that has ever been played <laughs> before this episode took me all of about 10 minutes but it's uh yeah it's great i love this song there's a mistake in the pearl gem 20 book too did you did you realize that did you find it um no which one? Oh, we have to we have to mention you, it okay what what everybody get your uh, yeah get your pearl gem 20 books out if you go to the little blurb about the impact awards in 2004 it says last soldier played for the second time ever which is not ah, correct it was the third time ever yes so everybody write your letters to simon schuster and I can hear everyone out there going either like boo or yay. I can hear you. I can feel your enthusiasm for my <laughs> correction there. I, I know it'll be corrected on a later pressing probably. <laughs> another one, another one that was not chosen for Lost Dogs. Another one that just kind of mm-hmm. like exists on its own little vinyl single. And it's kind of a thing that you have to go and find. It's pretty cool. I like yeah. That. I like those. Yeah. This, this single. It's got Give Me Some Truth. It's got that Jeff's weird version of that Ramon song. 
I just want to have something mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. It's got indifference with Ben Harper from the same bridge school show. Yeah, because they did because they had 2000. That was the um, crown of thorns and cattle falling in love. Right. Right. And then this one, they had a double one for it, which they only did with history. Never repeats. Swallow my pride. My way. Four. Yeah. 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 And a uh, sonic reducer. Yeah. Because because they skipped a year. And so they put out two. Mm-hmm. And this one, they just went ahead and yeah. doubled up on this. Yeah, because I think they knew, and I again, I, I love this song, and I wish it had been on Riot Act, but I think they knew that it wasn't going to fit on that record a lot like something like Down. So they were like, let's go ahead and put that on the single because, you know, it, it just wasn't going to fit on that record. So yeah, give it a little, give it a little chance to shine on its own little, little seven inch there. Plus two, this is the uh, their first post 9-11 release. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this is, this is from like their first perf- their first performances afterwards yep. from yep. the uh, from the Bridge School show. Yeah, from the the first night, he says, you know, this is written by McCready the previous week, and when they had gotten together for the first time afterwards, I think so. It was written. I like when we can pinpoint like when the song was written. So this was probably like that around mid-October 2001. And it was it came around at the same time as I Am Mine. Yeah. That's the one that Ed had, and this is the one that Mike had. And so I always kind of think of them as kind of like brother-sister songs. Like, they're both kind of like different sides of the same coin a little bit. Yeah, as, as far as the music goes, it doesn't really... It doesn't really seem like a Mike song, I don't think. At least, at least to me. Yeah. Because it is like just kind of real sort of folky and... Um, yeah, I think it's it's his kind of Rolling Stones influence like a little bit. Because I think too, like something like Down, I compared this to a lot too, because it's got the same kind of feeling as like a Down. Mm-hmm. And I think both of those should have been Riot Act. I mean, you can make an argument that Riot Act could have been very different. It could have been more of like kind of an exile on Main Street kind of a thing. Like if it had been a little, they'd let it go a little looser and like, obviously it's a long record. But yeah, I think they're... Mike Mike has a little bit of that Rolling Stones in him. I think this is this is that side of him. Yeah, because there was also um, what there was down, undone, other other side. side. Uh, yeah. Was there anything else on Lost? They threw in Lost Dogs. That wasn't on it. Was Fatal for a Riot Act or Fatal? Fatal was binaural, right? That's yeah. binaural. Yeah, but I mean, think about it too. Like some of those, like yeah, I wish they because songs like that have carried over. Like you know, there are so many examples of that where songs have carried over onto the next album, but. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen like a fatal on on Riot Act and would have been a very could have been a different sounding record, like a little more acoustic, a little more kind of like I said, like a little folky. Like, I think that would have been great. 
Yeah, plus two if they're doing it for their their final record on their um on their contract, it's like they could have just gone out and said, Oh hell yeah, let's just mm-hmm. let's do a double record, let's put put everything out there. And do a bunch of like a bunch of first takes, like not mess with it too much in the studio. Like, yeah, it would have been really cool because it would be, yeah, it'd be, it's a really interesting conversation to go back in. Like, I know like retracking albums is like a hot thing that everybody wants to do nowadays, but no one ever talks about like retracking Riot Act. That would be really cool to kind of take all those songs, jumble them up and mix them up and see if you can come up with something a little, you know, thematically different and uh, something that sounds a little different. Would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. Like a little more Neil Young influence in there, a little more Rolling Stones. Something a little bit looser. Yeah, I think it would have been really cool. Yeah. The artwork for this as well uh, is something that I wanted to talk about. It's a uh, yeah. sort of uh, two parents, mother, father, child in the middle holding hands with them. And um, the mother on the left is kind of uh, crumbling away. There's like airplanes kind of drawn in and superimposed or whatever on that. Yeah, it's like flight patterns and of like fighter jets or something yeah yeah and there's like a white picket fence or whatever and then it they turn into uh the fence posts turn into missiles yeah the song's like it's about a family that's being broken up because someone's gonna have to go fight in this war so that's kind of the the dichotomy it's like you've got this white picket fence and you've got this war and i really like the way it like I said, it kind of fades into it. Like mm-hmm. you look at it on one side, it looks very innocent and very like 1950s American, like ideal, whatever. And then the other side, it's very stark and, you know, very heavy military and all that. It's it's really well done. Lyrically, I kind of, um, you know, keep saying, you know, look me in the eye. And I think I don't know if that's like just sort of um, sort of, hey, you know, we're saying goodbye. So, you know, look me in the eye because this might be the last time we see each other or if it's sort of like uh related now yep. lyrically it's not related but i notice in army reserve that um you know says uh looks like lightning in my child's eye in there so which is i i, I don't know if that's sort of um if the look me in the eye then is sort of like hey you know we're going off to die for you you know this is the uh decisions been made some other place by someone i don't know you know it's like okay these are all faceless people that were, you know, throwing in front of bullets and stuff. And, you know, we don't have to really think about them. We're not looking them in the eye and saying, you know, someone, some of you aren't going to come back. You know, we're going to have to, you know, bear the weight of telling your families that, you know, you're not coming back and it's our fault. Yeah. Both this and Army Reserve are kind of about the kind of the familial collateral damage that war causes. You know, it's there. There's definitely a thread that connects those two. But I, I like this one more. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's really well done. It's yeah, I, I really wish it had been played some more and got a little more acclaim. And, you know, because it's one of the ones that, again, like one of the ones that people always forget about. You know, if you sat someone down and said, here, make a list of all the Pearl Jam songs, that you know, even hardcore fans, you'd go a long time without getting the Last Soldier. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. Because I think of that that impact version, you know, he, he before he before he comes on, it's it's totally weird because. Yeah, you, they play the song twice in 2001 at the Bridge School. Then it's never, it comes out on the single. It's never spoken of again, never played again. Randomly, two and a half years later, they're playing this award ceremony in Seattle. And they come out and, and he comes out and he says, hello, I'm Eddie Vedder and I approve of the next song. <laughs> and they just they just come out and they just play Last Soldier. And you're just like, 
oh my god like what were they like how did this song get back into his the consciousness that it would get played at this random award show i think they also played like down and half full or something which yeah interesting but there's like there's some female background vocals on it which is cool like i don't know i didn't go back and see who who else was playing where that came from but it but it's really cool and yeah I, again i love this song and if you've never heard it please go and listen to it because it's great when was the uh 2003 yeah because i think um 2003 was when iraq started yep yep so i I would think that that's oh but this was 2000 the impact wars is 2004 damn it yeah it was it was still going on it hadn't well no yeah yeah it's still going on exactly exactly but yeah like oh my god i i really wish that this song had a been on riot act and b been played live more because it's got the melody's really good, the lyrics are really good. It's it's just it's a side of them that's kind of that like like again that it's that kind of folkier kind of not like in a not like in like a footsteps way or like a thumbing my way kind of way, but mm-hmm. almost like an upbeat like they do elderly woman like that sometimes, and it's really cool and like a down kind of simple almost like too poppy like the the poppier version of Pearl Jam that you almost never get, which they yeah. they can be very very good at. Yeah, it's very. The lyrics are, are very straightforward. I, I wouldn't say that they're a first draft at all, but yeah. it, it is yeah. not too deep or too profound. It's just very in your face. Yeah, not a lot of metaphors and not a lot of... Yeah, yeah. which which is something that, yeah, you know, like very, arm, compared to Army Reserve, it is sort of, you know... Yeah, kind of dig in a little bit to to understand, and he didn't he didn't write those words songs, like this. Right, that was uh, Damian Nichols. Right, but I mean, this song would have fit. It would have fit really well in Avocado mm-hmm. as well. Like if they had brought it back for that, yeah, because you know stuff like Unemployable and Army Reserve, like because that's that's kind of a that's a record kind of clouded by the the shadow of the the war that was going on and everything. So this would have fit in there absolutely. You, we should could go back and be like, no, this song's great. Give it another chance. Like I want to know who fought for it and like how bad, how close it came, you know. Do you think maybe it's too simple? It's just kind of like, okay, kind of, you know, the acoustic guitars and but Yeah, I mean that but there's there's simple stuff on on Riot Act, you know, and they always talk about Down every time he plays Down. He's like, oh, what were we thinking? Like, this song should have been on the record. Yeah, yeah. It's so great. Like, what we're so stupid. And like, <laughs> yeah, like this one's right there with it. Yeah, it would have been a very different record with with those two songs on there. I think would have been would have been really cool. Kind of a cool alternate history. Is there anything you take off to to make room for it or? Oh, I mean, the, the the second half of that thing kind of, you know, you, you get kind of lost in. I mean, Half Full is great, but like stuff like Help Help, which is like, eh, like they never play it. It, it never seemed to like get, it never, never really stuck with them. The first half of, of Riot Act, I love. But again, something like, and as, as much as I love Get Right, like that's something, again, they just kind of fell out of love with. It could have easily been a B-side. All or this, this kind of fits in with All or None too. It would have like the back half of that record could have been a little more acoustic and a little more melodic and i think it would have been a little more beloved because you know when riot act came out when riot act came out a lot of people considered it like oh this one's this one's the worst one so far this one's mm-hmm. not as good as the other ones you know and i think with a few tweaks it could have easily like climbed up in those rankings a little bit well with the the last half as i've as i've you know said through the the riot act season uh the last half is like the the political half right you know starting with with green disease on pretty much it's you know the the first half well it's it's more than half but you know the first part of it is sort of you know putting your heart on your sleeve and then the next part is i don't know 
somebody else ripping out your heart and selling it on the black market to uh, make money on, I don't know, guns or something. And a lot of these songs, you know, they, they're so underrated. You know, Save You, So Great, Love Boat Captain's Amazing, Crop Duster and Ghost never get talked about, but they're great. I Am Mine is, is great, Thumbing My Way, You Are. These are great songs. Then you get to that back half, you're like, help, help, eh. You know, Bush Leaguer, eh, okay, it is what it is, but did it really, like, again, that's, I'm sure you know, yeah, I'm not going to, not going to steal the thunder of that episode, but yeah, I think <laughs> if you, if you take off Get Right and Help, Help and throw on Down and Last Soldier, I think it's a different record. I'm not going to mess with Art because that's, that obviously means a lot. It is what it is. Yeah. Like, All or None is great to close it out. Half Full, I'd maybe move like earlier in the record because that's kind of a, that's kind of a McCready jam that needs to be in earlier, but it could have been a very Mike centric record. It could have been you know, like if you get can't keep, you know, thumbing my way down last soldier, all or none, all in the same record, then you've got kind of a thread that you can connect through that thing. And it, it would have been really cool. I think I'm, I might, I'm going to make a playlist maybe after we're done and check, check that out. <laughs> and you get you on, uh, uh, on state 11 trust for, for your retracking of riot act. Hey, maybe we'll do a uh, we'll do a little Devo episode on Live on Four Legs for the for the patrons about it. Maybe someday. Oh, hey! Oh, maybe by the time this comes out, who knows? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, write this down again and then say it to Randy. Hey, we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'd love to. Yeah, Riot X like it hasn't really like nobody and no one ever really talks about it. It's there. I think there's a lot there to that to, to still be uncovered and to still be discussed that that hasn't been either you can dig into that one a, a little bit that like you can with some of the other ones it has it doesn't feel doesn't feel like it's been talked to death over you know yeah for for all of the sort of off kilter songs that riot act has i mean vitology you know has the weird tracks in it oh don't That's get me started some... on that <laughs> but it's it's, it's about that already yeah yeah it's got some stronger tracks on it though and but but riot act has you know some real standouts like you like you were saying too but i think just because they're all to you know you have help help ambush leaguer like right back to back it's just kind of like a little yeah. bit too unsteady as as you're you're trying to make it through the record and you just end up like stumbling and yeah. falling and you're just kind of like ah you know why why bother but i mean i i put i put riot act at you know you're where we'll get into you know you're going to talk about album rankings a lot we'll, we'll get into that but Riot Act's a little higher for me than than it used to be, and it's a little higher than I think a lot of people would put it because it it's due for a for an appreciation like a, a retrospective or something where you know we're coming up on on twenty years here in in the next year, and I think it's just so many great songs, but it's just it's yeah I think there's people kind of like weren't into it at the time, didn't really get it, but yeah I think it's it deserves some some accolades coming up here in the next year so i hope it gets it yeah it is very a very of its time record yeah and you know people i think fault them for that but i mean there was so many music there's so much music written about like vietnam and that sort of stuff and we don't look at that like oh you know you, you can't like play that any time afterwards you know yeah. it's people have forgotten about that it's you know it's not current it's you know it's old news. Nobody cares about yeah. it anymore. It's like, it's, it, no, <laughs> See, if, if it means something, it's going to mean something, you know, up until, you know, you turn out to be a, a dickwad or something like that, that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that you need to, uh, have all your, uh, your creative output, uh, reconsidered because of, uh, how much of an asshole you are. But yeah, 
where did I'm, I'm not, don't don't get me your rankings but are you are you a riot act appreciator or do you have it near the bottom of your rankings um it's at the bottom when i started this podcast um but everything's getting moved around as i you know listen to it more and th- there are quite i think there's more songs on this album that i've started to rank higher than when i originally had it mm-hmm. i was like no this isn't as bad as I, you know and i arc is just kind of like oh you know I gave it, I think, like one star, something like that. I was like, oh, pff, you oh, know, but yeah. then, no, but yeah. then I was just kind of like, oh, wait yeah. a minute. You know, this is this is something more than yeah, just that. So it's like, OK, so that gets, you know, bumped up more and everything like that. So, yeah, it's just putting putting context in the thing. I can't believe you had it last like you had it below Backspacer and below Lightning um, Bolt and all that. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Vitology is the only one that's lower than it. That's a. <laughs> just my you had vitology last yeah just because of the uh the weird stuff see just... but you see that's you can't rank it like that i don't <laughs> I'm, you can't like because the people that do that thing were like oh i take away points for the song of the year you can't do that with vitology it's it's a it's a work of art you can't you can't judge it song by song like that you got to take in the the whole piece as a but whole that's how i do my that's that's how i do my ranking on it though well then you need to change it's, the way you do it's... it it's not it's not fair <laughs> it's not right Hey, you have your own podcast where you can do that's your own thing. That's true. That's true. I should be nicer. I'm sorry. So why don't you tell people about that if they if they don't know? Yeah. So now. yeah. So I'm one of the co-hosts of Live on Four Legs. We talk about a different Pearl Jam live show every week. We talk about kind of the moments that make it special. Go through the set list. Go through all the great performances and play clips and highlight things. And it's it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, it's, we're doing some big things this year. We're doing a whole Seattle series. We're doing one show from from Seattle every month in chronological order. So we're getting to a lot of those. So yeah, we, we've hit we've hit some pretty good ones this year. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's real good to listen to. So uh, check that out if uh, if you're not listening already. If you happen to be like the one of two people who listen to this and don't listen to any other Pearl Jam podcasts, <laughs> I think this is my this is my. 12th or 13th appearance <laughs> on this show so hopefully like people are people are uh used to seeing me and pop up on the list here but yeah no like th- thanks again for having me back i i love doing these i like i always say like i i love doing these kind of underappreciated forgotten ones and giving them giving them some love so thank you yeah and and since randy probably isn't going to listen to this and then i'll, I'll just let you know it's like <laughs> I, I i was with you the whole way on freaky styling that's a uh... oh okay now <laughs> you're gonna come back to me yeah before after you sold me out and then i had to i had to I had to pull you back in but yeah that, that was a fun episode go back and check that out on the uh i think we did that st petersburg 94 show there's some just there was a discrepancy about the about the tag on uh on porch people can go check that out it was it's a pretty interesting conversation yeah, we, we we're all there. We're all waiting. We're all hoping for uh, for Dirty Frank, but sometimes it's just you know, it's it's oh, it's yeah, not there. The, yeah, when you look back at it, you're like, maybe this is something else. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, John. It's always good catching up and talking Pearl Jam with you. Oh, my pleasure. The Better Band Podcast is produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All Music Plate is owned by their respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from betterbandpod.com using your favorite podcast app. 
You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BetterBandPod. I'm on Twitter at Brandon P, B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you like the job I'm doing here, you can go to ko-fi.com slash Brandon P and leave me a $3 tip. Or give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to tell your friends. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and I'll read them on the upcoming season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest John and as always, this is Brandon saying... Mrs. Carbapo and Principal Skinner were in the closet making babies and I saw one of the babies and the baby looked at me.